this series, we're finalizing it today. This is the last message in this series. This entire series is called Dying to Live. And it's all about Christ encouraging us if we really want the life that he wants for us, then we really have to die to self. We have to die to this world, its passions, sin, all that kind of stuff. But the path to real life goes through the cross. And not that we hang on the cross. Everybody say amen to that, right? Aren't you glad? I'm glad that we don't have to hang on the cross. But it's, it's an illustration. It's an analogy of the sacrifice we make in dying to sin and self. Listen to what Jesus said. One of my favorite, uh-oh, am I dying up here? One of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible. You've heard me say this a thousand times. I mention it probably in every series, John 10, 10. And in the message version, I love it the best. Jesus saying this, I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Amen? More and better life than you ever dreamed of. I remember being a couple months old spiritually. Like I got saved at 23 in college. I remember my cousin was helping me. He was one of the only Christians I knew. He said, jump in the book of John and read that. And I remember calling him the night I read John 10, 10 and said, why haven't I heard that in my life? I always thought God was this big mean dude up there waiting for me to mess up so he could just go... Just get rid of me. You know, I always just thought he was, oh, nope, got to punish Scott because he's going the wrong way. I always thought that was God until I started reading it for myself. And I found out, you know what? God describes himself as love. He describes himself as going ahead of me and planning good things. He actually describes himself as taking things that were meant for evil in my life, whether that's from Satan, whether that's from other people or accidents and turning those to good in my life. Isn't that incredible? Like, that's what we're talking about this series. We're, we're acknowledging and figuring out and discovering and unpackaging and grabbing a hold of the life that God wants in both of our lives. So we're going to focus on two things today. We're going to focus on two things that will help us get a hold of this life. When I think about two things, I think about what I have learned in the last couple of, maybe the last 20 years. I've only learned two things. All right? No, I think about, my dad used to say my entire life growing up, because I would ask a thousand questions. Anybody have one of those kids that just constantly, like, just carry out the trash. Well, dad, how, what do you mean to, where do you mean to put it? The trash cans are full. Hey, just carry out the trash. Or do you mean to replace the bags? Son, if you don't carry out the trash, I'm going to kill you, okay? Just carry out the trash. That was my dad. And my dad used to say, he would say this, Scott, Scott. Just remember KISS. Y'all have heard this, right? The acronym KISS. Keep it simple, Scott, right? (laughs) Y'all know it different than that? Is that what it is? Yeah, most people know it. Keep it simple, stupid. But my dad used to say, keep it simple, Scott. Quit making a big deal up. Just go do it and get to doing it and you'll figure out how to do it in the process. Keep it simple. And you know, that is a theme of my life. When I read scripture, I go, oh Lord, come on. We've got to find a simple way to do this. I can't do all of this. I've got to find a simple way to apply it to my life. Because if I have to do all of this, I'm in trouble. Can I get an oh me if you agree with that? Yeah. And, and the other thing is, when I became engaged, about 50% of all of the men I ever met said, Scott, remember this, all right? And you may have heard this one before. Happy wife, happy... Yeah, y'all have heard that before, huh? Yeah. And that has become the theme of my life. I used to go, oh, no, 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 it's 50-50. No, no. I, yeah, I hear you laughing. What you understand in marriage that it's actually 100%, 100%, right? 
It's both of you giving everything in order to reap those nuggets of perfection in your life, those nuggets of good things. So today we're going to keep it simple. We're going to focus on two things, and we're going to remember the simple things in life. All right? You good with that? So first of all, we're going to take one scripture, and we're going to break it apart, and we're going to learn some things from it. Jesus is getting ready to leave this planet, all right? He has been crucified. He's resurrected. He's been here for about... 40, 50 days, and he's preaching to the last group of about 500 people, that his disciples, and then a crowd of people that are with him, and he's about ready to leave. And Jesus said, hey, don't fret. I'm not leaving you alone. I know I've been here teaching you and walking with you, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to ask the Father to send his spirit into your life individually. And if you, now listen, this is super important for these Jews and, and Gentiles that are, that are listening to this because... The whole Old Testament, so like Hebrew Gentile history back there, that whole Old Testament, God didn't pour his spirit out on everybody. So if David was going to be king, David got God's spirit, right? And then maybe if Samuel was going to be the prophet during David's time, then Samuel would also get God's spirit. But everybody else just had to do what those two people said. And that's the way it had been for thousands of years. And now God is saying, Jesus saying, I'm going to pour my spirit out on all believers, all believers will walk with my spirit in you. The same spirit that led Jesus in the wilderness, his strength, his, the test that he overcame, the same spirit that helped Jesus teach and perform miracles, the same spirit that helped Jesus raise from the dead, that spirit over and over and over it gives those analogies in scripture is going to be living in us when you say, I want to follow Christ. That spirit. And Jesus says this in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He gives us some clues about why this spirit is so important to us. Are you ready? Let's read this. It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Everybody see power? How many could use some more power to live for Jesus? Anybody? Every time I try to live for Jesus, I, I, my natural ability, my natural uh, tendency is just to do it my way. That's, my natu- that's most of our natural tendencies. And what happens is when the doors close, when something goes wrong, that's when I go, hey, Jesus, I really need your strength to do this. I really need your direction to do this. I really need your power to do this. And so I want you to know, first and foremost, if you're in that orange bulletin, if you're taking notes today, I want you to know that that's the power to live for God. That spirit inside of you, that's the connection that makes up the difference for us to live for God. Amen? Oh, come on. I'm preaching better than that. Amen? Yeah, that spirit living in us is the only possibility for us to live for God. I want you to get that today. Listen to this. 2 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power. We just read that in the first part of Acts 1, right? His divine power has given us everything. Everybody say everything. Everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who who has called us by his own glory and goodness. He's given us everything. Everything we need to live for God through his spirit inside of us. You don't need anything else. Amen? Isn't that good? Hey, seniors, where are you at? Everybody that, that was up on stage earlier, raise your hand. Seniors, let me just see where you're at. Awesome. Can I tell you right now what you've experienced at South Point in, in the name of Christ, his spirit in you, that is enough for you to make it in your life living for him. Amen? That's, that's enough. Sometimes... You're gonna, it may not feel like it's enough, but Jesus has said, Paul has said, Peter has said, God has said, my spirit in you has the divine power to help you live for me. He's given us everything that we need to live for him. 
That right there, that right there gives us our purpose. That's why we keep it simple at South Point. Gives us our purpose. This is what I want you to focus on, seniors. As you go forward in your life, remember the things that we do at South Point. Our purpose, our vision, our outreaches, our ministries. We don't just have a bunch of choices on a wall and we throw darts at it and go, oh, it's this this month. We plan these out because we believe that in kids' area, we, we make it child appropriate. We teach the same thing. In youth area and our students, we, we make it student appropriate. We teach the same thing. In adults, we make it adult appropriate and we teach the same thing. That's why as you go out into your life, Seniors, as you go to your careers, as you go to the military, as you go to school, as you go to relationships and marriage and family, whatever you go to, I want you to remember the things you've been taught at South Point out of God's word. His spirit is enough. His spirit is enough. It's giving you everything you need to live for him. Everything. You're going to need that in the future. Remember that scripture, 2 Peter 1.3. Remember that. And that's why we focus on two things at South Point. The first one is this, two greats. You ready for this? The first one is the great commandment out of Matthew 22. And this is not just for the seniors today. This is for everybody moving forward. This is our purpose at South Point. It comes from this. One of them, this, Jesus is in a debate with religious leaders. How many would love to be in a debate with a bunch of religious scholars? Not me. Jesus is in this debate. They're trying to trick him. They're trying to ask him Old Testament questions and weave the law in there. 630-something commandments in the Old Testament. They're trying to help him to nitpick which one's right and wrong so that they can claim that Jesus is blaspheming God and can convict him. And this is what he says. One of them, this Pharisee, an expert in the law, tested him, Jesus, with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, we all know this probably, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then he said this, though. This is where he ties it together. This is what's important to remember going ahead, seniors. This is what's important to remember. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself and all. Everybody say all. All of the law. That means all of those 630-something commandments. All of them. And the prophets, all of those minor prophets, major prophets. How about just all of Hebrew history? Everything God has done. They hang on those two things. Jesus is also a kiss kind of guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Jesus understood like there's no way we can sort through 630. How about this? How about we just put it all together so that you can understand what's most important. Love God with everything in you and love people with everything in you. And that's it. Amen. Isn't that good? Aren't you glad that we're not under the Hebrew law where we have to memorize the first five books of the Bible? You have to be able to quote those 600 commandments at the drop of a hat. Anytime a Pharisee or a Sadducee says, hey, drop those fishing nets and let me ask you a question, young Jewish man or young Jewish woman. I need you to know what number 212 is right now. Let's talk. I'm done. I'm going back to the boat, I guess. And Jesus said, here's all you need to remember. Here's what sums it up. If you get these two right, seniors going into college, you're going to get questioned by a thousand things. They'll be great professors and nutso professors. I mean, it it runs the gamut. Can I get an amen? 
There's, there, there are ones that changed my life for the good. And then there are ones, listen, I went through most of college without being a Christian. I, I had professors, well, let me just say, I, I knew some on a friend level, some buddies that would go out and hang out with us. And then I knew some that some of those buddies, when I became a Christian, my political science professor, I, wore, I sit in the front seat of my political science class my last year in college with my Lord's gym shirt on. Anybody ever remember a Lord's gym? Yeah, I'm a black t-shirt. It's got Jesus bench pressing the cross. All flexed out like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, I was in it, man. This was, I just got saved. I was radical. And you know where my atheist political science professor would stand and yell the lesson? Right in front of my desk. And any time that he could bring in, this is what Christians ruined in this world. They ruined it in Rome. They ruined it in Europe. They ruined it in America. Oh, sorry, Scott, I didn't realize I had a Christian sitting in front of me. On and on. It could really tested, really tested what I believed. Most of my professors were awesome. Most of them. But there were going to be those little speed bumps in life. That's all he was, is a speed bump. There's going to be those speed bumps in life when you're going to need to remember what's most important. Amen? What's most important in life? At South Point, when you walk in, we try to remind you every single day, not because it's something cool, but because it is what Jesus said. On that lobby wall, that's our purpose out there at South Point, is to love God and love people, period. That, if we work on that, seniors, that's going to change the world. How many believe that? Say amen. Oh, I totally believe it. So let's finish out Acts 1.8. Let's finish that scripture because Jesus wasn't done. He said, well, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What he said is, listen, if you'll follow my ways, the Spirit of God living in you will let people know that Jesus is in you. Did you get that? The, the Spirit of God will change you so much that people will notice a difference in you. And you'll be a witness in your hometown, right there in Jerusalem, in the next door towns in Judea and Samaria. And how about this? Just wherever you go in the world. It doesn't matter if you're in church on Sunday, right? You can be an amazing Christian there. But when you're also at work on Wednesday, and it's hump day, I'm ready to go home, it's ti- I'm tired. You'll be such a witness there that people will see the difference in you and the others because of what's living inside of you. Amen? Seniors, can I tell you, when you go off to that next stage of life, what's going to make the difference in your life is not your ACT score. It's great to have a high ACT score. It's not your SAT. It's great to have all those. What's going to make a difference in your life for the rest of your life is God living inside of you. He will help you be the witness that you need, sharing the life that you have in you to those around you. Amen? That's what's most important in life. That's what's most important. The second thing is this. He's going to give you power to be his witnesses. Listen to this. The Great Commission. This is the other half of our vision at South Point. First is our purpose to love God and love people. That's what we teach. And hoping that days like this when we have seniors. We had seven that could make it today. We have many others that come on Wednesday nights that sometimes go to other churches, don't go to churches anywhere that couldn't make it. Listen, we want to teach that on Wednesday nights so that wherever you're at in life, you understand this is what's most important in life. It's the words of Christ. Love God, love people. And this one right here, which he said in Matthew 28, right before Acts 1. Listen to what Jesus said. Then Jesus came to them, this group of people again, and said, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And here's the catch. And I am surely or and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Our vision, how we're going to carry out our purpose at South Point is, the, is not just a group or a church vision. It's an individual vision. Jesus is telling these guys, hey, that power that I'm talking about, you, get, you just go and be intentional and live it out. Tell people when they ask, what's the difference? Say, I'm living for Jesus. I'm living for God, man. That, that's what makes a difference in my life. When they ask, well, how do you do this and how do you do that? You know what you do? That's our vision and this is it. To reach, teach, and show people how to live for Jesus. That's it. That's what he said in Matthew 28. That's our individual goal that we do in everything. And that's our church goal that we do in everything. Amen? Isn't that good? Jesus right there narrows it down in our life and helps us to understand this whole thing right here. How do you understand this? You focus in on what God says. You focus in on his word. Now listen, not everybody may know this, but at the beginning of this year, our church set some goals out. We set some uh, numerical spiritual goals that we want to see more people visit South Point, more people give their life to Christ, more people uh, get baptized, more people start, go through growth track and start their walk with Jesus, which growth track is our uh, kind of a next steps class, all of those. And, and then to do that, we set out some, some goals for some projects that we wanted to do to help us do that. One was uh, to get some mics because the FCC sold off some stuff, so we needed new mics. We wanted to remodel our SP Kids Auditorium, and, and uh, we wanted to put in an outdoor basketball court for our kids. Well, something we announced the last three or four weeks that all three of those things, as of April, have been fully funded, met, done. I don't know if you saw when you drove in, the ground broke out here. Uh, hopefully this week, they're going to be pouring the basketball court. We're finalizing some designs on the kids' ministry. I mean, we're, we're five months in, and we're done with the first of your projects. Isn't that exciting? I will probably announce that every other week for the rest of the year, just to let y'all know, because I'm so excited about that. But because of that, I, I shared about a month ago when we, when we said we're, we've had all of these things fully funded that we don't want to stop. We don't want to be goalless, you know what I mean? We don't want to stop without a mission and a direction. And so we just have been praying and saying, God, what, what is our next couple of steps that we could share with the church, share with our senior day, all of these things all at once to help us get direction for the next couple of months. So with our purpose, loving God and loving people in mind, with our, uh, our vision of reach, teaching, and showing people how to live for Christ, those two together, we came up with three goals that I want to share with you, and then we're going to connect these two together, all right? Here, here's the three goals for the rest of this year, for seven and a half months, right? We're going to do this. Everybody say, right. I'm super excited. Every person at South Point, every person invite three people to church. We're going to practice what we talk about. That's, that's our core value of missions. We have seven core values that lead those purposes, that lead that, that direction. Every person at Southwood, this is your goal. This is our goal as a church, to invite three people to church with you. To invite three people to experience what you get to experience every week. Elbow your neighbor and look him dead in the eye and say, he's talking about you. <laughs> oh, this section's really quiet over here. The seniors, they're all, the youth got loud over here. Listen, as, as we are intentional 
with like what Matthew 28 says, as you meet people, be intentional, help them to know Christ. I wanted to tell you that we're going to change South Point the rest of the year. We did some great things the first five months, but the, the next seven months, we're going to do some incredible things. You know that? Amen. Oh, come on. Are y'all with me on this? We, we, see, that's what happens when we have so many different things in service. Y'all are ready to go eat already, aren't you? This, these goals are going to direct us in our outreaches, in our ministries, in our series for the next seven months. Everybody reach or invite three people. Here's the second one. Every point group, that's our small groups, be a part of three different outreaches for the rest of the year. So here's this loving God and loving people right here in our face. One of them through the 405 Center. It's a nonprofit that we partner with downtown that connects churches to outreach opportunities. We have that on our website. All of our small group leaders know about it. We want you to be in a, we want you to be a part of an outreach with the 405 Center. Go down and just love on people and serve people. The second one is be a part of the Rockwood Backpack Outreach in July, where we go to Rockwood Elementary. We supply them with school supplies. We have a cookout. We cut hair, do family portraits, give away limos, all kinds of great stuff we do that day. It's an awesome, awesome day of loving on our community, and it fulfills one of our core values of justice. Going helping those who need help, period. With nothing expected in return, we're not trying to get everybody there saved. Now, we may invite them to church, but our goal is to be there and love on them in Jesus' name. Amen? And then the third one is this, that every person become a part of a small group, a point group at South Point. We feel like those three things, if we have those goals this year, that, and, and that fulfills our goal of our core value of community, those three goals will turn up the spiritual fire at South Point. It will help us to intentionally focus on our mission, our vision, our purpose at South Point. Listen, these, these seven seniors that we're talking about today, that we're talking to today, that we celebrate, that we had the reception for before service back there, I'm excited about those seniors going off in life. But I'm just as excited about the stories of their families coming to South Point and the reason that those families are here in the first place. And I believe that there are other families, there are other people out there, there are other uh, individuals out there that need to know about the God that we serve. Amen? That need that spirit that's inside of us in them. One last verse, I want to read this for you. In Acts 2, Peter preaches a message. He's talking about the potential and what God has for people's lives. Like what we've talked about today. He's talking about God's purpose. He's given a little history. And at the end of his message, the people say, well, how do we get what you're talking about? And this is what Peter says in Acts chapter 2. He says this, Peter replied, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That's step one. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what we've been talking about today. That power to live for God. The power to be a light and a witness. Listen to what he says. This promise. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. Do you understand that the promise that we read about every week in here, this promise of the Holy Spirit that will make a difference in your life, seniors, that will make a difference in the biggest next step you've ever had in life. Some of you are going to be moving out, moving off to college, moving out and going to work, moving out and going to the military. It's the biggest step you've ever taken in your life. 
And this thing that we're talking about today makes the difference in just existing day to day or life to the fullest. As we read in John 10, the best life we've ever dreamed of. I want to look back at the end of my life and say, that was the best life I ever dreamed of. Peter says this promise that I'm talking about, this spirit is for everybody. Everybody here today, it's for all of our neighbors, it's for our kids and the generations to come. It's for everyone. And so today, I want to pray for us. First and foremost, if there's anybody in this room and you say, you know what, I don't have a relationship with God. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter if you're young or old or in between. Jesus said, all you have to do Say, Lord, that's me. I need you. I need you. When he said that when the heart confesses, Jesus will come in and change your life. He'll forgive you of your past and give you a new purpose in life. Would you pray with me? Would you close your eyes? And and let me ask before we pray, there may be somebody in here today saying, you know, I'm going to open my heart, open my life and let Jesus come in. And I want to follow him. I want to become a follower of Christ today, a Christian. And if that's you, and you'd say, Scott, I want to be included in your prayer. I won't won't ask you to stand. I won't call you up. I don't want to embarrass you. I just want to see if there's anybody making that prayer today. If that's you, and you say, hey, include me in with that. Will you just raise your hand while nobody's looking? Just let me know. I'm taking that step. Awesome. You can put your hand right back down. Awesome. Anyone else? I'm proud of you. Fantastic. Super proud of you. Anyone else? I want to include you in on this prayer. Not for my sake, but for you. As we pray together. Lord, I pray for everyone in this room that just had the incredible courage to raise their hand. I believe right now that your spirit is showing them how much you love them. That you have a great life designed for them. So, Lord, we pray for everyone right now that is making that decision to open up their life, to allow you to come in and be their Lord and their Savior. I pray that you do just what your word says, that you'd forgive us of our past, forgive us our mistakes, our sins, and, Lord, that you would put our feet on your path today. That these that raise their hand would understand how what an incredible life that you have planned for them. And that from this day forward, your spirit will lead them and give them the power that they need to live for you. Lord, I thank you so much. I pray that this church family would surround them with encouragement and love that they need to walk in this life that you're giving them. And Lord, I pray also today for our seniors. For every senior in this room, the ones that couldn't make it, the ones that go to other churches on Sundays, Lord, we pray that you would keep your hand upon them, that you would give them your gift of discernment, that your spirit would help them to understand things in this life, that you'd give them a power to live for you and a power to be your light and witness on this planet. We love you, Jesus. Help us all to take a step toward you in our relationship today. It's in your name that we pray and everyone said amen. Amen, amen.